I believe in Hashem. I trust in Hashem. There never is a moment when that I am alone and I'm on my own. I believe and I trust in Hashem because I understand that He's holding my hand and every step is perfectly planned. He's holding me tight, so I'll be alright. I believe and I trust in Hashem. Before I begin the story of today, I want to tell you something very important that we learn from this week's Parsha, Parsha Snayach. When the Torah tells us that Hashem instructed Nayach to bring all the animals and all the birds and all the creatures from the whole world, he says, but only bring into the Teva seven, seven from the kosher, from the pure ones, from the Behema HaTahayra, and only two, a Tati and a Mami, from the Tamei animals, from the unclean ones. But if we look in the Chumash, we see something very strange and unusual. Instead of saying 7-7 seven, seven from Behema HaTahayra, and 2 from the Behema HaTamea, it says 7-7 seven, seven from Behema HaTahayra, from the kosher animals, the clean ones. And about the non-clean ones, it says, Habehema Asher Eineno Tahira. From the animal that's not clean. Now we know that the Torah is perfect because it comes from Hashem who's perfect. And there's no extra letters and for sure not extra words in the Torah when it's not necessary. And if any time the Chachamim see that there's a word or even a letter that seems to be extra, then with Ruach HaKadosh, they can figure out why Hashem put that extra letter or extra word there to learn many, many lessons or many halachas that we learn from even just one extra word, what seems to be an extra word. We take a look in this Pasuk. The Torah could have just said, when he talked about the non-unclean animals, could have said, Behema hatemea, the tame one. Instead, it says, Asher einena tahira, which is not tahira, not clean. <laughs> so he uses three words instead of one word. And just count how many letters there are there. Why did Hashem do this? And the Gemara says the reason is because Hashem wants us to learn a lesson. When you're telling something over to someone else, use a clean language. Instead of saying Tamei, say not Tahir. Instead of saying the word bad, say not good. Instead of saying Yetzahara, say the opposite of Yetzir Taiv. If you listen to the Rebbe Sichas, See, the Rebbe did that all the time. The Rebbe would not use 
words that are negative. He would only use positive. And if you have to say something else, he would say the opposite of so-and-so. As, that's why we have to train our minds and our speech to always think positive things and always speak positive things. No negative. You know what the word negative is a hint. Negative is neged toiv. It's against good. See, even negative doesn't say bad. It says neged toiv. So we should always think positive because every thought that you have and every word you say, says the Gemara, you are creating malachim. You are creating angels. And if you have a lot of good thoughts, you got a lot of good angels on your side. If you say a lot of good words, you got a lot of good angels. As a matter of fact, Chachamim give us a very good trick how we can get a beautiful beautiful life think good speak good and all these malachim are going to bring you on that path that's what it says in the Gemara in the path that you're going to want you're going to speak or think it's going to bring you there those malachim are going to take you there as a matter of fact, there's a story with the Baal Shem Tov that we just heard a couple of days ago in Ayoyim Yom. And that would be an introduction to another story of the Baal Shem Tov, Hashem. The Baal Shem Tov lived in Meshavuz. And there were two Yitin in Meshavuz, two Balabatim, who had a very, very strong argument not only they were not friends, they were arguing, and they had a terrible, terrible argument. It was a lot of the opposite of Avas Yisrael going on. One day, while the Baal Shem Tev and his students were in the shul, this guy came in, one of these two guys who had the argument, and he shouted, he screamed, I would like to tear my friend apart like we tear a fish, like tearing a piece of herring apart. He didn't mean he's going to do it physically, but it's like an expression. Like sometimes when I go to the playground, I can hear a kid saying, you better give me that ball or I'm going to break your ball. I don't want to say the word he said. Or give it to me or I'm going to kick. He's not going to kill him. He's not going to break his bones. But it's an expression. So we think expressions are kosher. Balshemtiv heard this guy saying an expression. I'm going to tear him apart like one tears a fish apart into pieces. So what did the Balshemtiv do? The Balshemtiv told the Talmidim, let's form a circle. Everyone should be holding hands. And the Balshemtiv is going to complete the circle. But before he completed the circle, he said, everyone should close their eyes. So all the Talmidim, all the students closed their eyes. Then the Balshemtiv, while they were holding hands to make the circle, the Balshemtiv took his two holy hands 
and put it on the shoulders of those standing closest to him. As soon as he put his holy hands on their shoulders, they all shouted out a terrifying, frightening scream. What did they scream about? What were they terrified about? Because they saw, with their eyes closed, a vision. It's like seeing a dream. They suddenly saw how this guy actually was tearing this guy apart like a fish. And the reason the Balshantiv showed it to them was to teach a lesson. Sometimes you do things and you see the action in this world. So if it's a good action, it's good. If it's not a good action, then it's not good. But sometimes we don't realize you said a word and you think, okay, I just said it. Balshantiv wants to show you he said he's going to tear him apart like a fish. Even though in this world we didn't see it happen, but on some other level, something did happen. Something did happen. And Valshanta was able to show them how to be sensitive and pick it up, to tune into this, what happened because the guy said such words. That's why we have to be so careful in our language. To always say good things and think good things. Speak good things. It makes good things happen. When the Alter Rebbe, when the Alter Rebbe was nostalgic when he passed away, it was Mitzoy Shabbos, Chavdala Tevis. And the Tzemach Tzedek, his grandson, was with him. Alter Rebbe was very, very, very unhealthy. And they couldn't cure him. So during that Mairiv Mansoy Shabbos, a short time before the Alter Rebbe passed away, Etzemach Tzedek was davening Mairiv. And while he was saying Shemayna Esrei, he was humming to himself a tune which was a very sad niggin. Not a happy niggin, but a sad one. When he finished Shemayna Esrei, and of course he felt so sad because he saw Zaydi is so not well. You can understand why he, he was humming that tune. But you know what the Alter Rebbe said to him? Why did you hum such a sad tune? Don't you remember what my Rebbe, the Mizritcha Magid, said? On the Pasuk? The Pasuk says, Kamari Adam Olav Milmaila. Your face, the way you are acting, the way your face looks, you make milmaila, that in heaven, in Shemayim, they look that way. If you would think good and you will be happy, you'll bring many brachas from above. You have to be very careful, because when you think good, you smile, you're besimcha, you're bringing tons of brachas from above. But sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard because some people, they have a problem. How can I suddenly make myself smile? So Tzaymach Tzedek says, you know what? Try. Pretend. And suddenly you're going to start feeling good. Like they say, fake it till you make it. Pretend. And when you try and Hashem sees you're trying, He's going to help you. Because whenever a year tries, 
His work never goes to waste. So don't give up. If you're trying to do something, let's say we're coming after Tishrei, and people made achlates, or it's after your birthday. Everyone makes achlat on their birthday. How long does it last? You know, a guy once said to his Rebbe, Rebbe, my achlata for my birthday has one thing in common with my birthday. He says, what? They both last for one day. A achlata is supposed to not last for one day. It's supposed to continue. You're supposed to start doing it. But sometimes it gets a little hard. So you have to try. Don't give up so fast. Sometimes the Rebbe says, maybe you took a haklata which is too big for you. Maybe talk with the mashpia, with your Rebbe. Maybe it has to be a little smaller. But when you try, even if the thing looks a little difficult, Hashem will help you. And for that, I have another story of the Baal Shem Tov. There was a Yid, the Chassid of the Baal Shem Tov, Reb Moshe, who had a habit that every Mitzray Shabbos, he would go to the Baal Shem Tov for Malava Malka. Now, he did not live in Mezhebuzh. He lived in a town very close to Mezhebuzh. And separating both places was a forest. The forest was not big. It was only about a mile. So it would take him like maybe 15 to 20 minutes to walk. And every Mitzvah Shabbos after Abdallah, he would go to the Baal Shem Tov for the Malava Malka. And that was the best part of his week. It gave him inspiration for the whole week. One Shabbos afternoon, it was in the middle of the winter, a big winter storm broke loose. It was a blizzard. And the snow was coming down, and the wind was blowing. And his wife said to him, Moshe, I don't think you should be going tonight to the Baal Shem Tov. He says, what? It's only a 15-20 minute walk. You sure you want to go? Yeah, I really want to go. After Abdullah, he put on a heavy coat and big boots and a fur hat. And he opened up the door, and the door almost slammed in his face from the big winds. But he knows, I'm going to try. And I'm going to do it. Hashem will surely help. You try your best, and Hashem will do the rest. And he went out, and he started to walk to the forest, which was not far away. As he's walking into the forest, he knew where the pathway is. But by mistake... He slipped and fell into a pit, which was full of snow, freezing water and ice, and a lot of dirt. He barely was able to pull himself out. And you know, he can't continue walking like this. In freezing clothes, he's wet. It's not even safe. So he went back home, comes home. They couldn't recognize him. He's snow and ice all over him. He had to change from head to toe. And then he sat down by the fireplace to warm up. After he was warmed up, he gets up, puts on another coat, and he says, I'm going. I said, you sure you want to go? 
I know Hashem will surely help me. And he started to walk into the forest, but this time, only after one minute, he heard the sound of a horse and wagon. And the wagon was making a lot of noise because there were a lot of pots and pans in the wagon, which seemed like that was from the wagon driver is going to sell pots and pans. The wagon driver calls out to him and says, Hey, you want a ride? He says, Where are you going? I'm going through the forest to Mezhbuz. Oh, yeah. And he hops on and sits down right near the wagon driver. Looked like a, a Goyish, a worker, someone. And they start going. And the, the Goyish driver says, Tomorrow is market day. Immeasurable, so I want to get there early, so I'm going now. Then the Goyesha driver starts singing certain tunes. And he said to Reb Moshe, I'm not charging you any money for the ride, but why don't you join me singing with me? Reb Moshe was not in a mood of singing the songs of a guy. But the guy insisted, so he started to sing with them, and he thought, if I was lucky, I would be now by the Baal Shem Tev and sing Zmirais by Malava Malka. Instead, I have to sing Zmirais with this Goyish wagon driver. After about 10, 15 minutes, they came out, and Reb Moshe came to the shul of the Baal Shem Tev. As soon as he walked in, and the Balshantiv spotted him. Balshantiv stood up, and everyone stood up. And the Balshantiv showed him with his holy hand to come to the front of the shul over to the Balshantiv. So he came all the way to the Balshantiv. Balshantiv told him to wash his hands. He washed. And after he said a mighty, everyone sat down. And the Balshantiv said, can you get up and tell everybody what it feels like to sing Zmirais together with Elio Hanavi? Huh? He didn't understand. Tell everyone what it felt like in the forest singing Zmirais with Elio Hanavi. Ah. I thought it was a Goyesha wagon driver. It was actually a Leoa Navi. And the Balshantiv says, yes. Teaches you a lesson. When Hashem sees you're putting in the effort and you don't give up so fast just because it didn't work. You try again and you mean it with your whole heart, Hashem will send his help. He says, everyone should take this as a lesson. You got to do what you got to do, but if it doesn't work the first time, try again. Try a little harder, and you'll see Hashem is going to help you.